Welcome to the Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Palace, and this podcast is for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the cosmic power of astrology to elevate their message, unlock flow, and attract their best clients ever. Join me every week and get excited to discover how you can use the energy of the cosmos to get the business breakthrough you've been waiting for. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about something that I have alluded to in several episodes so far. And if you're new to astrology, this might be a little bit perplexing to you, a little bit confusing to you. So I want us to dive in today and explore the idea of the 12 houses of the astrology birth chart. Now, this is not completely simple to explain, but once you understand this particular aspect of astrology, everything will start to make so much more sense to you and it will open up so much more of your personality, like so much more will be available for you to explore once you understand the concept of the 12 houses. So let's give the big picture first. An astrological birth chart is a circle that is divided into 12 sections called houses. Now, each of these sections is like a representation of the sky, like of us looking up at the sky. Imagine it is divided into 12 sections. But importantly, each of those sections also represents a specific and different part of you and your relationship to the world. So everything from health to money to relationships to you name it, it is somewhere in your birth chart in one of those houses. So Everything within the human experience is represented within the birth chart and each little segment of the human experience is defined by a house. In order for the house system to work for you, in order for you to be able to use the house system and understand your personality with these houses involved, you do need to know the time you were born. So I have talked about this before in the Rising Sign episode In order for your birth chart to be set up with these specific houses so that you know which zodiac sign applies to each house, you will need to know what time you were born. So if you don't know this, please keep looking into it. If you do know this, you will be able to find out your rising sign and there will be a link in the show notes if you haven't already worked out your rising sign for you to go and do that. Importantly, the rising sign, which is also known as the ascendant, is your first house and the rest of the houses follow in an anti-clockwise direction all the way around to the 12th house. This is important from a business perspective because when you understand the houses in your birth chart, you will also know that there are specific houses that relate to certain aspects of your business, certain things like the way you enjoy working, like the types of clients you might like to attract, like the way in which you want to be publicly known or the thing that drives you forward in your public life. It can also show us how we make money and how we spend money. So all of these parts of 
the birth chart can be understood through this lens of the houses. And that's why I think it's a really important thing for you to get a handle on if you want to work with astrology in this deeper way and in this way that can really open up the possibilities in your life and business. Because once you understand it in your own birth chart, you can start to see how the planets are moving through the houses right now as we speak and what what houses are actually being activated or what parts of your specific birth chart are being activated as, for instance, Saturn transits or moves through Aquarius. What house is that activating for you? This can all be understood once you know the houses in your own birth chart. I also just need to pop a disclaimer in here. I do explain this, I think, in my intro episode. I work with the whole sign house system. That is a traditional method of astrology. So that means that each zodiac sign has its own house. With that housekeeping out of the way, let's dive into what each of the houses mean, what they represent and what they might represent for you once you know what your rising sign is and therefore what your first house is, which sets up the rest of the houses by zodiac sign order. So house number one, the first house, as I've mentioned, the first house is your, is your rising sign. This is your identity. This is how other people see you. It can be related to your appearance. It can be related to your outer personality, your personal brand. This is the house that we've talked about in the Rising Sign episode that we can really amplify when it comes to our personal brand and our business. This is the way people see us. So it can be really reflective of what we want people to know us for and what we're really good at naturally how we're really good at presenting things naturally. A lot of our inner identity strengths come from our first house and importantly, the planet that rules our first house. So for example, if your first house is Taurus or Libra, your ruling planet is Venus. So you want to look to Venus a lot, those themes of Venus that we've spoken about before and I will speak about in a future episode. Venus wants to connect. It's all about beauty. It's all about pleasure. It's all about adding sweetness to the life, right? So if you have a first house that is ruled by Venus, Venus is going to color your birth chart quite strongly. So you're going to really feel the influence of Venus throughout your life. And that is a beautiful thing to have. If, for instance, you are an Aries rising or a Scorpio rising, so Aries or Scorpio is your first house, then the ruler of your first house and your entire birth chart is Mars. So people with an Aries first house, Aries rising or a Scorpio rising will have this more intensity, this driving energy to them that comes from Mars, this fire that comes from Mars. If your rising sign is Capricorn or Aquarius, you will have Saturn as your ruling planet. And that means that you'll have this more structured, disciplined nature to you that will color your entire birth chart. If you have cancer as your rising sign, the moon is your ruling planet and that will color your entire birth chart. So emotions motivating your actions will be really strong in your chart. If you have Leo as a rising sign, the sun is your chart ruler and the sun 
will color the rest of your chart, will add that vitalizing energy to your chart and to all of the things that are within it. If your rising sign or first house is Gemini or Virgo, then Mercury is the ruler of your chart. The ideas, the communication, the trade, all of those mercurial themes will color your chart. And it's really important. That's why I'm I'm kind of fixating on the first house at the moment, because the ruler of your first house has such a big impact on your overall birth chart. It's really important to understand that. And of course, I forgot one of the most important, or not one of the most important, but one of the most exciting rulers to have of your first house would be Jupiter. So if you have a Pisces rising or a Sagittarius rising, then the great benefic, the big guy, Jupiter, is your ruling planet. And that's going to color the rest of your birth chart and your life and business experiences. And if you know what I've spoken about Jupiter in the past, I will do a future episode on Jupiter as well. But Jupiter is all about the good stuff. It's all about wisdom, expansion, higher learning, philosophy, abundance, and joy. So great good things come from Jupiter, but it can also expand things we don't necessarily want as well. So there's, there is always a flip side to Jupiter and to Venus, the other benefic. There is always a flip side. Too much sweetness, too much Venus can be a problem. Too much of a good thing in general can be a problem. So those are things to keep in mind with the ruler of your first house. That planet is going to be very important to you throughout your life and in your business. You also are going to want to know the ruler of your 10th house and your MC for business, which is your midheaven. But we're going to get to that very soon. So first house we've covered. First house is your identity, your persona, your personal brand. Second house, also very important for business. This is where your values, your money, your self-worth, how you make money, how you how you spend money, your material attachments, all of that stuff happens in the second house. So in order to give you you some more insight into how you make, spend and value things, you need to know what sign is on your second house. So this is where if you, for instance, have just like I've mentioned earlier, if you have an Aries rising, the second house is going to be Taurus because we're going to go around the zodiac order in the usual order. The the order is always the same. It goes Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. That is the zodiac order. Okay. If your rising sign is Aries, your second house is going to be Taurus. So you are going to take money quite seriously if Taurus is your second house. Taurus energy loves security and it loves money. It is the sign of money. It is the sign of also luxury. And because it's ruled by Venus, pleasure and abundance. So having a Taurus second house means that you will have a particularly strong interest in earning and looking after your money. And it will be a very practical, methodical way of earning and spending money. You might really enjoy spending money, but you will also very much enjoy having that security, having a large bank balance that will give you a lot of comfort 
in knowing you've got the money there. It's not necessarily a risk taker with money. It's a much more secure focused sign. So for me, for instance, I have Gemini on my second house because I have a Taurus rising. Taurus is my first house. So by zodiac order, Gemini is my second house. So a Gemini second house may also earn money in Gemini type ways. So for instance, a big part of my job has always been writing, which is a very Gemini profession, writing, journalism, spreading information, podcasting, all of those kinds of types of communication are Gemini activities. And so that is how I earn my money. But it also means that I might have Gemini spending habits. There is certainly a lot of curiosity with Gemini, but it can also be a little bit of a scattered energy. So I might have a little bit of a scattered spending pattern. And the things that I value will be things like learning. So I do spend a lot on education. It is where probably most of my money goes, to be honest, outside of obviously looking after my family and paying the rent and all those kinds of things. In my business, my big expense is learning and development. And that makes total sense to have a Gemini second house. It's where I earn my money. It's how I earn my money through communication and education, but also how I spend my money as well. So that's just a little example of how the second house can work. The third house in your chart is all about how you communicate. It is all about how you learn and exchange ideas, how you make connections in your close environment. So how you network and all that sort of thing. Now I'm going to use myself again as an example for this because I have cancer on my third house. Cancer is my third house. So things related to emotions are very important when it comes to my communication style. I need to communicate in an emotional way. And also my communication pattern can be very affected by my mood and by the moon. So that is something to consider when you have kind of a bit of a conflicting or a different type of zodiac sign on that house. Because all of these houses originally are reflecting similar themes to the zodiac signs in order. So if you have an Aries rising, which is the first zodiac sign, the houses will all line up in this beautiful way for you in that, you know, your first house is your identity and all of that stuff. And Aries is very much about me, who I am, that very self-driven, self-motivated sign. The second house will be Taurus, which is all about money and values. And that is, you know, the sign and the actual house topics are very closely aligned. But if, for instance, you have a first house that is not in that order, then you're going to have a very different approach to that house topic. So for me, having cancer on the third house gives that kind of interesting juxtaposition, I suppose, of the house that is supposed to be all about thinking and communicating in that kind of air element way, but it's a water sign. So it's got this kind of deep emotionality to the way that I best communicate. That's not going to be the same for everyone. It will all depend on the sign that is on your third house. That will give you so much more information into how you best communicate and network. So similar to looking at your Mercury, you also want to look at your third house to find out how you communicate. Your fourth house 
is the house of home, of family, family of origin specifically, your ancestry and your private life. So this is the most private part of the chart. The fourth house is the most private part of the chart. This is where your foundation is. This is where your parents are. This is where you can find what feels like home for you. Similar to how we would look at the moon in the chart to to find out how we feel at home, the fourth house is also going to reflect that for us. So have a think about what sign might be on your fourth house and how that might reflect how you are at home and what you enjoy about home and even your ancestry, your parents, their parents, etc. The fifth house is the fun house. It is the house of creativity, of play, of children, of romance, and of course, of sex. So this is where you get your creative self-expression. This is where we get a little bit of risk-taking, a little bit of fun action. (laughs) So what we might do for fun at home, where we might like to take those sort of smaller fun risks in our life. But it can also be the place of our creations. So our children are our creations, but it can also be a big part of our work as well. What are we creating? How are we best expressing ourselves? Calling all astro-curious entrepreneurs. I want to let you know about a really exciting workshop, and that is the three cosmic events you need to know before the close of 2022. Now, this is an action-packed 90-minute masterclass that's going to take you on a deep dive into how this energy and these three cosmic events are going to specifically affect you by your rising sign. So this is a sign by sign breakdown on the cosmic energy of the last quarter of 2022. And you're going to want to know these three key events and how to navigate them in your business based on your rising sign so that you can make the most of any launches, promotions, new offers that you have coming up. All the details and how to sign up will be in the show notes. So check it out and I hope to see you there. The sixth house is the house of daily habits, routines, work. It's also the house of health and wellness. So these are the habits that you're setting up in your work day that may have a big impact on your health and wellness. So for instance, I have Libra on my sixth house. So Libra is an air sign. It is all about communication. It is ruled by Venus. So it needs to have things nice. It needs to have a nice, calm, harmonious environment. So for me, in order for my work day to feel really good, I need to have a clean desk. That is one of the the things that really helps me. I like things to feel like they're in harmony. I like to be in quiet. I like to work alone That is a very Libran quality. So I know when I worked in an open plan office, I found I was quite destabilized by the constant activity or by other people's noise. Whereas when I work in an office on my own, I feel quite good about that. However, Libran energy also loves to be in partnership. So I love, for instance, working with my amazing virtual assistant on projects or collaborating with people on projects. That brings me great joy and satisfaction in my work. 
So knowing the sign that rules your sixth house can give you a great insight into how you like to work and what you need in order for your work to feel satisfying to you and for you to feel good in your work day. And also it reflects what you need from a health and wellness perspective. So with a Libra on my sixth house, I really need to make sure that I look after my mental health because it is an air sign. So there can be negative thinking or anxiety that comes up. So that's a really important thing to know about yourself. And it does heavily relate to your work in business and your work in general. The seventh house. The seventh house is another important workhouse because it relates to your business partnerships. It also relates to your romantic partnerships, to any significant one-on-one relationships. The seventh house is the place to find those things. So this is where you look to, to know what kind of client relationships you want to have. Now, I'm going to again use myself and as an example because I know my chart so well. My seventh house is Scorpio. So that means for me, intimacy is a very important part of my client relationships. I really like to have one-to-one intimate client relationships. So I like us to be able to talk quite deeply about topics. Obviously, this is fantastic for an astrologer to have a Scorpio seventh house because my one-to-one clients, we have to go quite deep. We have to explore psychological themes and all of that sort of thing. So that is using that Scorpio seventh house in that way. It means that relationships in general for me have to be quite intense and intimate. That is what I prefer. That is how I work best with people. So understanding your seventh house can really help you know what kinds of clients you want to work with best. So even if I'm working with a group of clients, it for me, it needs to be quite a small intimate group so that we are able to explore those more intimate, more personal, more psychological topics with each other. That really lights me up. That is something that I very much enjoy about my client work. So think about what it is for you. What is your seventh house and how that's reflected in the types of clients you work with and the types of things that you enjoy working on with those clients. The eighth house is a bit of a trickier house and that is because It's a more of a hidden house. So the eighth house is all about shared resources, whether they be financial, psychological, or emotional. So this is what the house that I think of as the house of other people's stuff, whether it be financial stuff or their psychological baggage or their psychological issues, that is the eighth house. So this can be a great place if you have a lot of planets, for instance, in the eighth house. This can mean a couple of things. It can mean that you're very good with money, it can be with other people's money. That is like investments, taxes. You could be a great accountant with a lot of eighth house placements. And it can also mean you could be great a great psychologist because it is also about dealing with other people's psychology and emotional issues. So if you do have quite a strong eighth house. Those are things to consider. And you also want to know what sign is on your eighth house to know, you know, how those those issues, other people's resources are going to show up for you, what it's going to mean for you in your life and in your business. Now, the ninth house is a house that is all about higher learning, teaching, publishing, travel, faith, philosophy. This is uh, one of those houses that gives that broader viewpoint that 
what you'll find here, if you find planets in the ninth house, means that you have a particular focus on the ideas, like bigger ideas, philosophy, religion, faith, you know, those kinds of concepts, or you have a really strong interest in travel and in cultures other than the one that you were raised in, for instance. You have a big focus on other countries, foreign influences, other cultures, that kind of thing. If you have a prominent planet in the ninth house, that is what that will mean. But also understanding what sign is on the ninth house will also tell you how you approach things like philosophy, like travel, ed- higher education and, and faith, spirituality. Once you understand the sign that's on there, you will know how you approach those topics. So I have a quite a strong ninth house. My sun in Capricorn is in the ninth house and my Mercury in Capricorn is in the ninth house. So learning, education, but higher learning, philosophy, spirituality, astrology, all very important to me. And I explore those topics from with a Capricorn perspective because Capricorn is the sign on the ninth house. So I take those things quite seriously as a Capricorn is a Saturn ruled sign. It tends to take things more seriously. It tends to put structure, put a lot of methodology to the topics of spirituality or philosophy, that kind of thing. That's what that Capricorn energy wants to do there. So I hope that makes sense too. Let's move on to the 10th house. Now, this is a very important house when it comes to your business, understanding this is all about your career, your reputation, your profession, or what you're known for in the world. This is where your authority is, the 10th house. So you really want to understand what sign is on the 10th house to know what it is that you are known for naturally what it is that you can be or can naturally feel an authority in. So, for instance, you might have Taurus on the 10th house, and that means you may be an authority. You might have a reputation for things like real estate or knowing about those material realm issues like property, like food, like sex even, because the Taurus is all about material things, but also things of the senses. So there can be a range of topics that are presented by each, that are represented by each of the zodiac signs, but it's good to understand, okay, what sign rules my 10th house and what that might that mean for my career? How does that show up in my career? So it doesn't mean that everybody with a 10th house in Taurus or a Taurus 10th house will be great with property. They might be great with a different type of Taurus topic. For instance, I have Aquarius in the 10th house. An Aquarius topic is astrology, but an Aquarius topic could also be technology or it could be humanitarianism. It could be philanthropy, those kinds of things. But for me, obviously, astrology makes total sense. So have a think about the sign that is on your 10th house, how that might show up for you. And we're going to cover this in a future episode, but your mid heaven, which is the highest point in your chart, which is often also your 10th house, but not always. It depends where in the world you were born. That will have a big impact on where your mid heaven falls. But this is the point. This is the apex point of the chart. This is the critical thing to know about your career, your vocation, your public self, in addition to the 10th house. So when you know the sign that is on your mid heaven, then you'll know the planetary ruler 
So for instance, my midheaven is in Aquarius, the same as my 10th house, and the ruler of Aquarius is Saturn. So that means Saturn rules my career sector. So I would look to Saturn in my chart to see what might be the topic that I would talk about or what might be an influence in the way that I do my work. And my Saturn happens to be in Scorpio. So again, we go back to that idea of being quite intimate, going to those psychological places with people. So that is the thing that people come to me for, that Scorpionic wisdom. So that's just another way you can get more and more nuance into your career, into your gifts, into your business and how you can kind of work with and amplify those particular parts of yourself. There are still two houses left, so let's keep on going. The 11th house is the house of friendships, community, hopes, and aspirations for the world. Now, this is a lovely house. This is one of those houses that is like the fifth house, you know, a bit of a fun house. It's a great house to have planets in. It is a great house to work with when it can't, when the moon, for instance, comes around to your 11th house, like if it's a new moon and it's falling in your 11th house, that's a great time to set intentions to manifest what you want because it's like a special wishing part of the chart. Your hopes and dreams live in the 11th house. So it's important to know what sign is on the 11th house, to know what theme is going to come up for you in terms of your 11th house. What is it that you hope for the world? What is it that drives you in friendships or or not drives you necessarily, but what is it that connects you in friendships? You know, for me, I have a Pisces 11th house and my best friends are also like soul sisters. We have very similar spiritual beliefs and practices and we have come together through that way. I found that my best friendships have come through this kind of soul or spiritual connection with people. So that's like a really cool thing to know about yourself. It can also be really helpful to know in business because you can work out where you might best connect with people that will help you further your aspirations, your hopes and aspirations for the world and for yourself. You know, that's where you can find those great connections. Okay. And let's go to the 12th house. Now the 12th house is the quietest house, I suppose, in the chart. It is the house of surrender, of retreat, of spirituality, of the subconscious. This is known as the house of hidden things. It's also known as kind of a karmic house. So it's important to know what sign is on your 12th house, to know the areas of your life that you might find particularly challenging or you might find you have a lot of lessons to learn in those areas. Or you might find you really want to be able to think about your boundaries with people, whether you are taken advantage of in certain situations, because it can be also known as the house of self-undoing. So there can be issues in this house. It can also be a beautiful house for spirituality. And if we connect with the 12th house in the best possible ways, this can be a place of recharge you know, because it's the house of retreat, this is where we find our way to recharge ourselves and reconnect with ourselves. And for instance, you know, you might have Taurus. Again, I keep coming back to Taurus, but you might have Taurus on the 12th house. And that means, you know, 
really connecting with nature is a beautiful way to recharge yourself. Doing things like yoga or, you know, those kind of really grounded practices, that might be your way to recharge. If you have an air sign on the 12th house, you might really enjoy breath work or reading as a way to recharge and retreat. You know, maybe Gemini on the 12th would love to just dive into a book for a few days. You know, this is where you find out how you best relax. And that's important in life and business. We need to know how to recharge, to relax, to switch off. So we look to our 12th house for ways in which we can do that. Now, that is the 12 houses in a sort of nutshell. So I want you from now to look into your houses to work out what zodiac signs are in each of them and how you can see them playing out in your life. If you have any questions, please drop me a message on Instagram, tag me in your stories if you've loved this episode or if you have questions about this episode and I will respond and give you my thoughts. If you want to take this further and really dive deeper into your birth chart and the houses in your birth chart, I encourage you to book a cosmic business breakthrough one-on-one session with me, which is where we will unpack your whole birth chart in 90 minutes together. So that would be the next step for you. I also have an incredible workshop coming up very soon, which there will be notes about in the show notes for you to register. This is the three cosmic events you need to know before the end of 2022. We are going to take a deep dive into three specific cosmic events and how you can navigate them in your business so that you can have the best possible launches, promotions, and create the best aligned offers. I'm going to do this by rising sign. So it's really important that you do know your rising sign and you can come along to that workshop and we will dive into how these three specific events are going to affect you by rising sign. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. Thanks for joining me on the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to sophiapalace.com or follow me at sophiapalace over on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful and share it with a few friends. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time.